I know, right? Gotta love them. Anyways, hi. And we're back. (laughs) We made it back. It's already been a morning. So I feel like we say that every time. (laughs) I know, but at least we we haven't seemed to have any um, issues yet. Yet. I know it's not my day, so all my tech is working good, which just seems totally appropriate. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm in charge today, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, I am overtired, and I am cranky, and I am not thinking straight. So, this is going to be fun. Um, I also want to preface this entire thing with just a couple things, and those are, one, that this, for a while, this is going to be the last episode that I host, because my schoolwork is kicking my ass. And I don't have the time to do all the research that I need to do. Still going to be here. I'm just not hosting. And two, my hours at work got changed around. So the podcast won't be dropped until probably Monday afternoons instead of Monday mornings. Because I'm at work on Monday morning. So, yeah. Are they not aware that we're trying to be famous here? I'm just kidding. Uh, No. I don't think they are. But I asked to have my hours switched. So that that one is totally on me. But still, no podcast in the morning. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to listen to us when you eat dinner now. Or after all the late you don't night. Spoil your appetite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That pill bug looked delicious. I don't know what Cusco's problem was. I don't know what Cusco's problem was either because that was just. Anyways, so yeah, we're doing the Emperor's New Groove in case you didn't see our last podcast or forgot or just didn't know. Because, you know, that sounds stupid, though, because here we are being like, oh, you don't know what podcasts are doing, but you're going to click on this afterwards. Because when I set the link up, I'm going to tell you right in the link that it's the Emperor's New Groove. So that never mind. You know, we're doing read. Listen, we just have to assume that all of the listeners are idiots and that we have to explain it to them thoroughly. True. Because <laughs> if we don't, the one idiot in the group will message us about how mean we are and how we left them out. So it's the rule. Yeah. We podcast. never said we were nice, and if you're here and you still listen to us, you don't expect us to be nice. No. I would hope not. <laughs> so, yes. Emperor's new group. That's what we're doing. And this movie actually has some history to it that even I wasn't aware of. No, even I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so it actually began in 94 and it was called um, Kingdom of the Sun. And apparently it was going to have Owen Wilson in it. But that idea was init- was eventually scrapped and rewritten into what we now know as the Emperor's New Groove. And Sting. Was- Dude, I support that, though, because this is David Spade. In my opinion, this is one of David Spade's shining moments. He's so oh, yeah. great. I love him. I'm actually one of those people that I absolutely love this movie. So now I kind of want to see the other one, too, to know how it would have come out and compare the actual films. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Makes me sad. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually have a list of 16 things you didn't know about the movie, um, which I can post when I... Here, let me... Let me Why we're talking. Let me link it into our chat so 
Pat and Richard can see it. And then you guys can see it. Yeah, because I just did an outline. I did no research. Right. Um, I'm going to cover a few of those things in there. Where am I going? What do I want? Oh, my notes. I'm looking on the computer when I'm supposed to be looking at my notes in my book. Anyways. He's reading three things and also trying to make the boards with mouth. It's hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... The Emperor's New Groove, as we know, it was actually released in December of 2000. It's about an hour and a half. runs an hour and 22 minutes. It grows $10 on its opening weekend. And it ultimately made... Yeah. Ultimately made... But it's one of the smallest grossing Disney movies. Like, compared to other movies, even at that time, it didn't do well. But ultimately, it made... I think I even knew it hit theaters, honestly. And I would have been, like, this age. This would have been an appropriate theater this would have been i didn't even know about it you didn't see it in theaters oh no but i did see pocahontas in theaters how's that oh i did that too though i saw pocahontas in theaters as well um i stopped anyway that's not this movie ultimately it made (laughs) 89.3 in the u.s and roughly 80 worldwide for roughly 170 million total and it's another one of those movies that it didn't really get a lot of attention, but it's kind of become like a millennial cult classic. Like, I mean, and it I gets quoted all the time. All the time. Like, no the touchy. dude, you're off my groove. Yeah, and the no touchy. No you know, touchy. No touchy. No touchy. And dude, you threw, or man, you threw off my groove. Anyways, the reason I say it's kind of like a cult classic is because, believe it or not, it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit! Oh, it's it's an amazing film. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I absolutely love this film. I, and I was actually in one of my notes. I don't remember where it is in here. Hold on, let me find it in my notes because I actually make a comment about how I don't have anything bad to say about this movie, and maybe we should do a, a, a second podcast at some point about how we just go through movies that we absolutely love because. Well, you know, there was that horrible cartoon series Emperor's New School that came from it, though. That yeah. was terrible. We I need something to trash. Yeah, we could watch like, yeah. the first three episodes and discuss that. Oh, do that we was have a fucking to? nightmare. It was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> I don't even bad. have them on VHS. <laughs> I remember as a kid watching it on like Disney Channel or something, and even as a yep. child being like, damn. It was and then not watching it anymore. Was... I never Honey, watched it. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series, was better than The Emperor's New School. Uh, never saw it. That's a thing. It. Oh, yes. It's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney, why? <laughs> that was syndicated. <laughs> right. This, though, here's the, here's the big thing that I wanted to... I'm going to link this in the chat, too. Um, you guys are going to have to translate it, though, from German to English. Oh. Because okay. Emperor's New Groove is not actually based on the Emperor's New Clothes. It is a total coincidence that the titles are similar. The um, But the arrogance of royalty is is about the only similar feature between the two of those ones. But it's more based off of a 19th century German poet called William Hoff and the title is called Kalif Storch 
I'm probably butchering that because I don't speak German. So basically right. how it's more connected there is that it's about a kid, basically a king and his advisor that go to the local, you know, marketplace basically. And they end up buying this black powder from a vendor that turns them back and that turns them into an animal. And if you, I, th I don't remember exactly what it is. If you laugh, I think in animal form, uh, if you, I'm pretty sure it's if you laugh in animal form, you're unable to turn back into a human. And so it's about the emperor. Whoop, oh, I didn't put my phone on silent. The emperor and his advisor laughing, being stuck in the, in these animal forms and having to figure out how to get back to being human. So fascinating. Longer story. Who uh -huh. sat down? Okay. All right. Cool. That's fine. Good, good, good. That makes me feel like it so much better than thinking it was based on the Emperor's new clothes because there's virtually nothing there from that. Right. So I'm glad there's well, something that it resembles. Yes. Well, and with Disney's like habit of taking, like Rapunzel is a great example, taking stories and then making them so far out of whack from the original story, it wouldn't have surprised me at all that he was like, yeah, this is close enough. It's fine. Send it. Mm -hmm. But I even know. that being said, the Emperor's New Groove is considered an original story by Disney. Huh. Your silence disturbs me. Huh. Well, I'm but trying to figure out But it's not original. It can't be if they based it on a book. <laughs> well, they didn't base it on the on the poem. They just have the similarities. They're just kind of similar. So this was a total. There's a word. There's a fancy word for it, and I'm sure if people Plagiarism. are listening, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the phenomenon when two people come up with the same idea that are totally unaware of each other. Yeah. It's a it's a phenomenon that happens among humans, mm -hmm. and I don't know. Maybe it happens in animals. Anyway, so it's that yeah. plagiarism it, that was amazing. <laughs> it's totally possible because William Hoff, like I said, it's 19th century, so we're talking 1800s and 2000s. So we're talking about 150 years here, and German on top of it. And I don't I don't remember exactly, but I don't think he was the most known poet ever. I'd never heard of him before today or the other day when I was doing the research, whatever. So it is entirely possible that it's the phenomenon that Kat is talking about. True. True. I'm going to Google. Keep talking. I'm going to Google the word. I want the word. Okay. Now. Well, that's all I had for backstory stuff. Um, Like I said, I will link. I have a couple of different links. Right, go into much more detail about all this fun stuff, and I'll make no. sure that they get linked when I post the podcast. So after the other day when you said that it had an interesting backstory, I naturally had to Google it because you 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 piqued my interest. See, and that's and, why I didn't want to tell you, because I okay. want you to be shocked when I told you that you were wrong. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> but you had that shock in person. I did. Um, so then I went and I, I there's supposedly a, a, a documentary about 
the production of the original film before they scrapped it too. Yep. Does that exist anywhere online? Did you look yet? I did not because the few things that I found about that basically say that good luck finding it. Er, well, that I'll find it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> now I want to see it. So it was like there is a documentary that supposedly exists and I kind of want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> The document was called The Sweatbox. Producers, directors, Sting, and even cast members who were dropped from the produ- from the production can be seen in clips. Oh, yeah, and the fact that they got rid of all of Sting's songs or something? No, they didn't get rid of all of Sting's songs. Um, there was something about... I don't remember exactly what it was. But basically, um, it had to do with appropriating culture and you know doing stereotypical stuff for cultures and sting was like if you don't fix this i'm out and so they fixed it so good news for all of you people out there in 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 podcast land Sweatbox part one part two and at least part three are on youtube nice um That's i don't so weird. know i can't find the word oh well uh-huh very on sorry Okay, I have to I have to bookmark this. Yes, please, because I'm curious to see it. Oh, hang on. I'll I will link us. How do you do that? Hang on just a second. Copy the link from the page and then post it in our group chat. Welcome to Disney Discord where we talk you through how to post links on a Discord server. Listen, this is new. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Fun facts with Richard for the day. He doesn't know how to use the internet. (laughs) <laughs> That's I, a, I looked up podcast the other day on like podcasting, like podcasting how to podcast. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. They do exist. Did you guys get the link? Okay. Yes, I haven't opened it. I'll open it later. But okay, yeah, I get in our chat. It did post though. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So let's get into the movie, which is. I know we're supposed to be tearing Disney movies apart and, you know, ruining your childhood, but... But this movie's so uplifting. A lot of bad This movie's things. adorable. I have a couple things that I can be... I can be... Picky um, about? Cis white... Cis white angry woman about. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I can always come up with something know, to bitch Let about. me know when we get there. I still want to know how they get back to the castle before the dotted lines. Oh my god, yeah. and they don't even explain it. They're like, <laughs> moving on. I actually made a comment about that and about how it's like that whole entire scene is just like breaking the fourth wall. And I love it. Um, I think it's an important little like throwaway yada yada scene. And I think it does actually, it's something really smart. Uh, that they anyway. Well, I, love, I love Kronk too because he like pulls down the map and he's like, I don't know, it doesn't even make sense. And Ethan's like, all right, move on. Like, <laughs> Anyway, oh. anyways, the movie actually starts at a midpoint, and it honestly, and I know Mega Minds came out later and is not Disney at all, but it very much reminds me of Mega Mind and how we like start at the end of the movie and him being like, "Oh, here I am. Do you want to know how we got to this point? Let's rewind." You know, so that's what we get. We we get you know poor Cusco crying because he's a sad llama, and his wife is a sad llama. llama. Sad llama. llama. Yep. Um, we find out that you know the wet sobbing llama 
is is him and he pauses the movie and is like okay yeah let's let's you know this this story's all about poor me and how i got to be a sad horrible llama in this picture let's go back and explain yeah i would like to clarify how everyone ruined my life and i was a perfectly good person right as everybody yeah so (laughs) then he goes way 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 back and is like oh look at me i was such a cute little baby which, again, just adds to the story because nobody really cares that he was a spoiled brat as a baby. We already know he's a spoiled brat. Like, just I think by we get the uh, the idea though that he has lived this whole life of like one toy breaks and fifteen more are presented to him. That's very much the world he's in. Right. That he always Which is gets ridiculous. Uh huh. I would like to point out I'm jealous of that. My toy broke. <laughs> they didn't give me more. <laughs> Your toy broke and you had to pay for it. Right? Oh, oh, oh no. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then we skip back up to like today and we go through his morning routine and how pampered he actually is. I make a comment here about how his voiceover is really great and it just shows his egotistical side at the beginning of the movie. And then we get theme song yeah, guy. Theme song guy. Dude, this soundtrack is amazing. All Disney soundtracks <laughs> always are. But theme song guy is some next level shit. Mm-hmm. With his red afro. They're in like Mesopotamia. Is that like, are we talking like Mexico? Is that where no. we are like Mayan kind of a I thing? I think it's Indian. It's not South America. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have South slept America. through a lot of school. Oh, that's you know. We know. <laughs> or like didn't it's show okay. up at all. Whatever. It's not important. Anyway. Listen, as long as they gave you the graduation because they didn't want to hear the Z's anymore, it's okay. <laughs> but they didn't. They the did not. They did no. not. But like, get rid of her. Let her go. <laughs> or like at the door. Yeah, I was like, they I was. Home, but they did not give her the diploma. No, I had to go through the back door. Anyway, that's not important. Go get your diploma. Are you are Van Wilder of the group. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I you're wish Ryan I was Reynolds. that cool. <laughs> you are that Dude, cool. I would just be okay with it. that. Right? I'd be okay with that. He is a very pretty human. Oh, oh, there's my Richard fun fact for the day. Ryan huh? Reynolds' first movie was the well. One of his first movies was Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart. Movie for Showtime Networks before the series. There's something you didn't know. Fun facts oh, with baby Ryan. Sure. <laughs> We're going to get a soundbite of that some way. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan, we watched the bodyguard's wife or Hitman's wife's bodyguard or something the other day. Oh, oh my God. Hilarious. The Hitman's but, bodyguard but, is so fun. But Free Guy, Free Guy is amazing. Free Guy yet. Oh, oh, it makes me want to wear a blue shirt around you. (laughs) Okay. It occurred to me that I was listening to a podcast and it occurred to me they were talking about Amityville Horror. And that whole horror movie is basically just Ryan Reynolds porn. Because he's just shirtless in pajama pants the whole time. Like, thinking back to it, it's entirely true. It's just, like, one big... Sexy Ryan Reynolds six pack 
what <laughs> movie is this? Being really angry and scary. It's weird. Anyway, back to the car. What movie is this? Amityville Horror. Okay, ordering <laughs> like, it now. Movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am typing it in. Anyway, um, like yeah, we, kid, if, you, if you're not attracted to Ryan Reynolds, you're lying. That, dude, get your life straight and if you're saying you're blind. that. Sure, you're blind and you don't know, in which case, I'm sorry, he's beautiful. You should be able to see that. Oh, pot it. <laughs> so, you guys threw off my groove. <laughs> I'm sorry. And speaking of throwing off my groove, once theme song guy gets there and starts singing about how amazing Cusco is, that poor it's old man. Uh huh. That and he's super tiny. That poor old man <laughs> can't get out of Cusco's way, and Cusco slams he's into like him. Hundred. I don't know. And he gets thrown out a window. <laughs> Voice is voiced by Piglet, by the way. Please no. tell me you noticed it was Piglet. I know. Like, Piglet. Okay, so, well, no, when like the I was listening to him and I was like, I recognize that old man. It's probably another Disney throwaway character. It's freaking Piglet. You're right. It's Piglet. It's it is. not a throwaway. It's a super famous. Wow. That's amazing. I did not okay, notice. So... That, but I watched the movie. It's tired. <laughs> I'm eight years old. Tired all, all week. Oh, I was gonna say you can go to sleep after this, but you can't because you have the whole day. I'm sorry. And I have to do laundry. Me too. I don't. What's the point of having children if you're doing all the work? I don't want them to do my laundry. Oh. You don't want children to do laundry. That's no. That's bad. I don't want children to do my laundry. Somebody should have told my parents that. Oh my god! It's just getting worse. We go back to dancing, and we finish the the Cusco's amazing and awesome and the best person ever song. Cusco, what's his name? I mean, he is awesome. Yeah, he is. I mean, um, it'd be pretty fucking cool to just have a dude walk around and sing about how fucking awesome you are. I bet I would get way more shit done. I mean... I mean, I go around and talk about myself. That's not the same thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next best thing, though. Um, so, he then has to go and he refuses all the brides, which... He's such a jerk. I bet you have a great personality. He is... A psychopathic narcissist with delusions of grandeur fueled by being spoiled as a child. Like, this is a real thing. And there is there is a problematic lesson taught in here, and I will get to it. Okay, Karen. Shut up! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, uh, I apparently didn't take notes for a minute because my notes say he refuses all the brides and it leads to meeting Pancha. Who's voiced by John? He, John, and then Cusco's David Spade. <laughs> he is David Spade. Yes, he, he refuses all the brides, and they mumble for a minute about how is this the best? You that have? one, that one girl tries to hit him, and that that dude, she's my favorite. I would make friends with her. Oh. I like her. Um, but I think the next thing is. Uh, you know, we do, we change to Pacha. 
who is coming to the castle. He's, like, asking for directions in the castle. He got a summons. Right, and then he helps the old guy down because he's just so nice. Yeah, because he's sweet. And the old guy's just hanging in a tapestry. He's just, like, the entire, all the staff just left him there. He's mm-hmm. just hanging out. That poor yep. man. He has PTSD. It's for sure. Oh. Like if you listen to him mumble and crazy and listen to him go about how you can't throw off the emperor's groove and beware the groove and everything, this poor man. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go see the emperor. And this poor man is like, don't throw off this groove. Beware of the groove. He's poor thing. (laughs) He's just a a small animal. (laughs) Right? Oh. Poor Piglet. So. So I think we then move on. We go back to Yzma. Yzma. Pretending yes. to be Yzma. Emperor. Yzma, Yzma is. Yzma. Yzma, Yzma, I don't know. Yzma, though. <laughs> the well, scary ass woman. She's easily one of my, fa- like, my favorite character in this movie, though. Like. She's oh, man. Her character's epic. She's the villain, but I, she is amazing. I mean, she's Corella levels of amazing. epic. She's pretty great. Yes. Yeah. And she's Corella with highlights. Right. <laughs> I love Cusco's um, depiction of her or example. Oh my God. His voiceover description about how she's so, so fucking old and Kronk is this year's model. Yes. Every 10 yep. years, she gets a new one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the uh, fact that she would stop in the middle of a murder and finish dessert before getting rid of the body. Although, oh, that was amazing! Like she was like fuck dinner, but then he was like dessert, and she's like, "Well, coffee is okay." Although that scene <laughs> is stolen from from um, Death Becomes Her because they do that first. Yeah, which makes me sad. Oh, I want to go watch that again. That's a good movie. I love that movie. That's so great. Also Disney, um, for all you people out there, it's touchdown. I appreciated so, yeah. Yzma explaining to this this poor peasant who's trying to be like, the taxes are too high and we can't get food. And she's like, it's not my problem. That's no concern. Which, as the emperor, that's exactly what your problem would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Normally. Oh, I don't thought about that before you became a peasant. Like, no, Yzma, that's yeah. not how this works. Well, if we're... In- like, I would say that at least Cusco is raised to rule, so I would assume he's probably a little better at dealing with it, and she's just straight up like, that's not my problem. You're a poor person. You made that choice. Right! But it's very upsetting. Uh, um, but she gets fired for doing it. Um, yes, yeah, she does. And fired for doing his then job. Then shamed for being old. Again. But Again. I mean, was she fired? Her apartment was being downsized. Yeah. <laughs> We're going in a different direction. Being outsourced. And I love the guy that just shows up. He's got the notebook, got the notebook of pink slips and he's like writing all this shit down. <laughs> he hands it to her at the end. <laughs> oh, that's yep. amazing. It's amazing. And then, um, and then he sends her away and brings... Brings Pacha in. And this is where we find out that he was summoned so he can tell Cusco where the best spot or where the sun hits the best part, like the best spot on the mountain for the sun 
so he can build his birthday gift to himself, which is a giant summer home slash pool resort. Because happy birthday to me! Yay! Again, psychopathic narcissist with delusions yeah. of grandeur. I must and really pop- love this movie because I could just picture the whole scene as she was doing that. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> um, Poncha gets mad. And it's like, you can't do that. Like, what are, what are we supposed to do? We live there. We have lived there forever. For six and, generations. And even, yeah. like, at the beginning, there, he's like, do you, Cusco is like, do you know how important your village is? Totally not actually talking about anything. But he's like, well, we're responsible for hurting the alpaca and the wool. And we most of the produce you use comes from our village. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, for my pool. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't even realize the, the like, local and extreme repercussions of, if he gets rid of the village that is his main supply of wool and food, like, that, that's kind of glossed over, but that's a huge thing, too. Like, he's like, I don't care about any of that. I want to put my pool here. Yeah, they do kind of yada yada through it. It's literally, if you're not paying attention as an adult, like as a kid, I would have never caught some of these undertone lines, like the guy saying, ta- mentioning taxes and that he can't eat uh-huh. because of it. Right. And that Cusco's willing to displace an entire town that's actually is a legitimately important town, but because there's resources there and, bro, he's just like, no, but pool. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So, because Poncha stands up for himself and is like, no, you can't do that, Cusco throws him out. And once again, like, watch me, bitch. Right, spoiled rotten he is. And then we go back to Yzma and Krunk, who's just smashing busts of of Cusco bitching about how horrible he is. And how she raised him, he should have turned out better, which is hilarious. Right. It was a great line. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, and this is in my notes, that this entire movie is Kronk's fault. So, like this one it moment. It really is. Because he gets the idea to take it out on Kuko, and Yzma runs with it. It's Oh, light bulb. She just, she, she takes uh-huh. that idea and is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn him into a flea, and I'm going to put that flea in a box, and I'm going to put that box in another box, and I'm going to mail it to myself, and then when it arrives, I'm going to smash it with a hammer! (laughs) (laughs) It's so amazing. I love this movie. But to save on postage. Exactly. To save on postage, she's going to drop that plan. And we're going to poison him instead. Today's postal service. Oh, man. She could, if it fits, it ships, though, technically now. I got, like, a bunch of those boxes for when I ship out paintings, and, you know, Rue. she she could do it. It's fine. Well, she totally could do it. She's just being selfish and greedy. Which but she is would a- approve of Amazon. <laughs> she probably would. <laughs> this is where we get, though, probably the most famous line from Emperor's New Groove, and that is the wrong lever quote. Because pull the lever, crunk. And then he pulls the lever, and then it's she goes screaming down this this hole into apparently an alligator pit. Yeah, I guess this is just like a I don't know water and alligators because she has one right. to her 
A hip mm. bone? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Right. But I... Whoops. I want a um fucking roller coaster in my house. Well, yeah. Like, that's what I want. Let, I would be crunk in this moment. Like, Yzma is all serious and on a mission, and I'd be like, put your hands up. That's, yeah, all the way. Yes. So, it was, it was all good, though. It, that's... And then they're all, like, dressed in their outfits, and they high-five. They have a couple moment. They have a cute couple moment where they're, like, in the same wavelength. It's very cute. They do. I don't know if they like, kind of like get down. They look at each other and they high five. Like, yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, they devise That's a plan cute. to kill kill Cusco during dinner with poison. Only, um, and then we we kind of like we get this whole thing where they it's they dinner open. time. It is dinner time, and then Cusco shows up, and it's dinner time. And yeah, his the fact that he didn't put it together that like after he had fired really sarcastically this woman who's made a point that she's worked for she's this has been her job forever. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'll come to dinner. It, he would like if I was royalty, I'd be like, nah, you're going to poison me. Fuck your dinner. Right. <laughs> like, so I do remember having that weird moment realizing that. Oh, she still lives there, so he's only fired her. Oh, awkward. Yeah. Uh. Yes. She's just like in the castle hanging out. And then he's like, well, no hard feelings, right? Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, not just aware. So, ease my hats, Kronk. Put the poison in the one particular glass and give it to Cusco. But as he's handing handing this to Cusco, he says something about smelling, smelling something burning in it, and Kronk gets all excited because his, or gets upset because his spinach puffs are burning. So he puts the stuff down, and then his spinach runs puffs off. are his pride and joy. Clearly, like that he's, is his shining culinary thing. Sure. So he manages to save the spinach puffs, though. And but it causes him to forget which one's the poison. So he, you know, dumps out the flowers, mixes all three glasses together, and pours a little bit into each one. Very um, <laughs> healthily, not really. Tells Isma not to drink the wine or whatever. And then Cusco drinks it. Isma chucks her drinks all of it. Yes, like she, wine is not gone. meant to be drunk like that. And no. he's just like, go, 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 go. It kind of made me uncomfortable, like, not uncomfortable, like, upset. I was just like, Bleh, when I saw him do that, because now I know what wine tastes like, and I was like, Bleh. oh, God. So, he chugs it down, Kronk pretends to drink it, and then very casually spills it down <laughs> the entire it. front of him. And Yzma throws hers <gasps> in the cactus, and that's important for later. So... <laughs> We go back. We go back to Cusco, and he's like, "Oh, that was great!" And then he just drops dead into his plate. And then we go back to Yzma, and if you look at the cactus, it's in the shape of a llama. <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> so then, 
he wakes back up a second later and turns into the llama. And then they end up. I love that she's like, "Good, now we just get rid of the body." And um, uh, he's just like, "What were we talking about?" No questions that he just lost consciousness, flat out for no reasons. He's just like moving. This he's not very aware of the world. No, (laughs) no, he's not. Which makes me wonder if this isn't the first time this sort of thing has happened. Um, and he just seems to expect that someone will fix it. Like who, the world is set up so that it'll, it'll just work out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whatever. So <laughs> he, he turns into the llama. Yzma's freaking out and she grabs the pieces of broccoli and is trying to like very covertly be like, smash him over the head with the pan <laughs> that you're holding. More Kron broccoli? Finally, yeah, right. Kron does finally get it. And this is the, you know, he's a llama. He's supposed to be dead line. There's so many good lines in this movie. Weird. (laughs) And this is where they decide that they're going to have coffee, dessert and coffee first, then dispose of the body. Yeah, this is kind of important, but not more important than dessert and coffee, which is, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of with Yzma on this. (laughs) Yeah. So. I bet it's delicious. Crunks a baker. Right. Exactly. We Although spinach puffs, really? I'm spinach puffs, man. <laughs> so then we go through Kronk has his own theme song for sneaking around. That is just that this entire scene is, is amazing with him sneaking around and the part where he like slams himself against the wall. It's like and the people are like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Walking. Did you notice? They, yeah, they walk faster away. <laughs> yeah. I also I love the wall when it zooms out and it's just like etchings of fingers pointed down uh-huh. at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then he goes. It's so good. He goes through this entire thing. This is where we meet his little angel and his little devil. Because he does throw Cusco in the water, but he can't let him go over the edge. Because so. he's not a murderer. We kind of established a couple times over that Krunk has questionable morals, but he's not a murderer. Like, no. It's not in him. And Yzma puts him in that situation a couple times. It's kind of sad. But I do like that one of the devil's points of argument for not saving Cusco is that he can do one-handed push-ups. Yeah. Like, push- right. <laughs> 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 even the angel's like nah that's a good point <laughs> like, yeah I know and I also love too that the, the string on his harp is literally like just a Z like it's not even a really strong yeah. harp <laughs> yeah, string on the harp like uh, it's and then we also so cool. get and Richard I, I hope you got this reference because I hope you got this reference when the mo- when the z- movie zooms out to the bug and the monkey, that's a reference to Citizen Kane. Oh, that is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever picked up on that before. Yep. I I, I can see it now. <laughs> yep. Citizen Kane's such a good movie. <laughs> well, I know you just watched it with the kids. That's why I was like, you better get this. Um, oh, no, we didn't watch. We haven't watched that one yet. Which we one watched. 
Uh, we watched um, Rebecca. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. We've been going through our Hitchcock phase. Yes. Hitchcock's good. Um, where was I going with this? Oh. And then Kronk ends up What's saving him. The bug and the monkey. Yes, the bug and the monkey. Can we get That's back to you? It was reference to Citizen Kane. Um, then we go back to Kronk who saves Cusco and then he trips, he steps on a cat, falls down the stairs and the bag ends up on Poncho's cart as he's getting ready to leave the, yep. the, the village. Yeah. I would call it the town or the castle, the, the inner city, castle. Yeah, like the castle city there. Yeah. Kronk <laughs> um, loses him in the, in the crowd and With it's just like, yeah, yeah, with the cat. And he's just basically like, well, I hope this doesn't come back to haunt me and goes home. Like, there's really? a weird twitch, though, where he's like, I hope it doesn't come back to haunt me. And then he like does the scared twitch. But it's maybe it's just because in my brain, I was like, that was I thought that was a weird animation choice because I was like, is he scared because he thinks saying haunt will make a ghost appear? Or does he just know this is going to be a problem later? I just didn't know how. Like, how dim are we trying to make him in this moment? Because I just thought it was a weird choice. It was a weird reaction choice. It always confuses me when I see it. I don't know. It's a thing for yeah. me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I it's hadn't, weird. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, no, you're right. That is kind of weird. It's just oh. not a normal, like, response to thinking something to yourself. I just thought it was super strange. Yeah. So, then we... We kind of switch to Pancha and his family, who are super fucking adorable when he returns home. And his wife and his two kids, with the third one on the way, are just, they're so cute. I love his family to pieces. They're great. I want to scoop them up and hug them so much. And the wife is just, like, an awesome, awesome woman. And I like, like, during her rant... Um, yeah, I really like watching Pacha's body language behind, like her going through her angry rant about how rude the emperor is, because it's just—it's so cute how it's like he seems like he's genuinely scared of her, but also is just like, oh, I love that my wife wants to punch people in the head because manners, and it's just—it's the funniest <laughs> moment. Yeah, there's this this weird. Like I'm, I'm terrified, but I love her to pieces. I'll wrap. Yeah, it's and cute. it just—I love them. I love them mm-hmm. so much. But at the same time, he's unable to tell them that you know the emperor plans on basically destroying their home in the next couple days, and so he takes Misty, and this is the only time we hear her name, Misty the Llama. He takes her with her pigtail. (laughs) Yeah, he takes her to the barn. And once he's down there, he realizes that the the bag with the llama is in it. And we get another. Well, he sits there kind of getting sad for a minute. What? You totally broke up there. Yeah, she was gone. Did we lose her? Oh no! All by ourselves. 
don't want to be <laughs> all anymore. I, I got disconnected. Oh, there she is. Oh, there you are. Now you're back. Hi. Okay. Then, like, the, the internet Discord. went away. Oh, no. <laughs> you literally had that fade out moment and you were just gone. Gone. Oh, I don't know where I faded out. It was like you but were it, Olaf like... and Frozen too. <laughs> you're gonna have to do it by yourself, Anna. Okay, it's fine. No, I was I was saying how it was. Um, we have a moment where we're like we're feeling bad for Pacha, and he's all sad. But like, doesn't Cusco? He pauses the film, and then he circles. Yeah. He's like, remember, this is about me. I'm in the bag. And he scribbles Pacha out just to kind of reestablish the terrible narcissistic monster that Cusco is. (laughs) Yep. So we get some reestablishing. Yep. We get get Cusco pops out of the bag. Pacha thinks he's a demon llama. Demon llama. Demon llama. And then Cusco realizes that he's a llama, and he says something about llama face. And my comment it here, my, my note is demon llama, llama face, drama llama is more like it. <laughs> That's amazing. So, apparently we're a drama llama. Oh, he has um, all the meltdowns. All the uh, meltdowns. He, like, slaps himself and tries to pull it together a little bit. And all he can remember is Pacha. Yes, and he thinks all this is Pacha. scheme. Like, you did this to me. You turned me into a llama. You kidnapped me because I told you, fuck your village, and now you're going to bring me home because fuck you, fight me. Well, and to be fair, makes sense. Totally justifiable. If he could turn him into a llama, I'm sure he would have. I would I, have. I, I would have. Like, yeah. he's kind of a dick, dude. He's kind yeah. of a mean bro. So, it makes sense. But he also, like, he intelligence shames Pacha. He's like, nah, you're not smart enough. You're a dumb peasant. Never mind. Right. Take me back to the castle. Yeah. Which is like, like wow, damn. Just even in crisis, you managed to be just uh just mm-hmm. the biggest asshole you sure. nope he's a jerk but poncha my note says poncha grows some balls and says that he can't let Cusco go home unless he builds his summer home somewhere else and not his village and i just like uh, yeah poncha. good job man kudos to you because you could basically just like roll over and be like i'm sorry your highness let me take you home but he's like you know what you're a fucking llama fuck you you can stay here and get eat, eat grass. Right. So, ha. Uh-huh. But he does end up kind of folding. Right. But then my next note is, Cusco, of course, is an asshole about it. And so he heads off into the jungle despite Poncha's warnings. And Poncha feels oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Because Cusco yeah, is like, Poncha's I'm not a monster. Oh, he's not. <laughs> you know, and... When he says he's not taking Cusco home, Cusco's like, all right, I'm going to do it myself. And then Pancha is seriously like, but there's wild animals in there. The jungle's not safe. Like, you can, you're you not going to make it on your own if you don't know you're the way. You're a llama, dude. 
Right. <laughs> like, not... You are literally a walking fucking snack. They are not going to care that you're the emperor. Yeah. Well, I mean, and once again, snack. just. It is a royal snack. <laughs> 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 Swings out of the park. Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just yeah, well, and it just well, again he does yeah. whatever he wants and just expects someone to come and fix it. And good, I think this is actually like kind of a good point. Really, like shitty people, and this is like just to take a moment. I think one of the things that shitty people, particularly shitty people who depend on other people, thrive on is assuming that mostly people are nice and do not want to see other people get hurt, and mostly. In most situations, if you are that guy, someone will come come along and fix it. Because chances are you will run into a person who is like Pacha and doesn't want to see people get hurt and knows it's the right thing to do. And fucking crazy psychopathic narcissists thrive on people like that. They depend on those kinds of people existing. They do. That's how they function. Yep. And he proceeds to almost get them killed like six times. Six from billion the- times. Like, it's just so much. It's such a jerk. What? Anyway, sorry. That was, that was my not professional no, you're moment. You're good. I'm, I'm all with you. That was good. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So, he, anyway. he's going to go be in the woods. And he, <laughs> dude, the spider. Help me! Oh my god! He can't even handle squirrels. Oh my god, literally the fucking bug. Holy shit. Like, I don't remember that scene traumatizing me when I was younger, but that scene traumatized me when I went back and watched it the other day. Did you, like, realize how terrible that was? Like, the, right, oh. like, you witnesses a fucking murder. And it's not even a nice murder. Well, and through the eyes of prey, like he's a llama now, and so it's, I feel like right. he has—he's seeing it a little different. And so we get the help me, help me of the spider, and something else dies, doesn't it? He watches something else horrible happen or get eaten. I think a snake eats something, and then it's a squirrel comes out, right, and tries to be nice out. to him, and he still manages to be a super douche, stupid asshole. Yep, because why not? Because he doesn't seem to know how to do it. It's fucking... I'm, I was... By this point in the movie, I was stupefied at how horrible Cusco was. No, like, yeah. this is... Yeah. This is irredeemable. He should die in the jungle. He should. He totally should. So the squirrel offers him food. And he's a jerk about it. Say it. Say it. He offers him his nut. I wasn't going... He offers him... <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, eight. guys. Cusco doesn't take it. Well, he does it first. It's like, oh, for me, how sweet. And the little squirrel is like all blushy and like, yeah, I just want to be friends. And then Cusco fucking r- beams him in the head with it. You're so right. He t- does. Yep. Oh, my God. He's yep. a monster. So my my note here is that he deserves to be in the jaguar pit. But I do want to know how the squirrel learned to make balloon animals. Why he has a balloon. I want to know where he learned to do it. Like, he just... I do like... I like the fact that he makes a llama. 
<laughs> I like the interaction they have where he gets the spike. He's like, bit of bit of a It's so cute. And then the Jaguars do not wake up when the when the squirrel pops the balloon. But then Cusco's reaction of like, ha! Like, it didn't work, wakes all of them up. And then we get the Cusco, yep, the Cusco flight scene of running for his life from these jaguars. Yeah, and he, like, runs to a ledge, and baby jaguars... It's so cute! ...are gonna murder Cusco, and it's gonna be an adorable murder that I'm on board for, because Cusco's a terrible person. Llama, whatever. Uh, it reminds me, the little, the little scene with the cat there... The baby kitten reminds me of that scene in the Aristocats when I don't remember which one of the, the I don't never remember their names, but the gray kitten there tries to think he's big and bad and does the growly hissy thing and he just really can't. Talois? Is it Talois? Uh, yeah, because Burlois is the, is the black Toulouse. cat. Toulouse, right? Toulouse. 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 Anyway, yeah. yeah. Berlois. Like, yeah. Like, you're not, like, you're not scary. Yeah, you know, so like it, gives me, it gives me that vibe because, like, the poor little baby wants to be big and bad like mom and dad, but he's not. But it's so cute. It's to take it home and snuggle it. Yeah, it's adorable. Cute yeah. murder. Yeah. And then Poncha comes to the rescue again, which. Swing and a miss the first round. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry. I love that because he comes in screaming and the Jaguars are just like, really? And move out of the way. Like, I remember being like, really, this whole segment as a kid, when I first watched this, we used to do the, you know, way back in the wind times when you and your siblings would go to like Blockbuster or whatever, and you'd pick a movie for movie night. Yeah. It was, this was one of our movies. And I remember sitting at home and watching this specific like segment of the attempted rescue and being surprised at it going wrong. Cause so often... Like, I was used to Disney movies where the prince shows up and slays the dragon, and then it happens. But this is, like, failure after failure after failure. After failure, yeah. And it's kind of amazing. And as a kid, it, like, it got me. I was like, oh, wait, what a twist. I thought it was, like, the smartest thing I'd ever seen as a child. So, good job, Disney. I just love this. Credit. About this movie. So, my note... My note here says that, you know, the Jaguars just move and that Ponch is trying his best. <laughs> and the waterfall is the waterfall scene when they're like, you know. Also super famous. Right. Yeah. The water, the bring it on. Um, but the, the scene where he's like, let me guess, there's going to be a long fall. There's going to be sharp rocks at the bottom. And he's just like, bring it on. That's kind of our very first half asked glance at him changing oh you're right very vague but it's there because he's well and he this is your fault blah 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 he's like all right let's do this yeah we do kind of well we can't beat them join them at this point right (laughs) but still like that's our first glance at him slowly starting to change and from that point forward we kind of get him I mean, again, and it's not right, and he goes right back to being a dick, but we also, from this point forward, start to see him begin to double-guess his actions and his own thought process. He does kind of go back and forth between, like, sarcastic and then kind of neutral comments. Not 
nice comments, I would huh. say. But definitely, like, yeah, a little more neutral. I do like when they're, uh, when they get in the water the first time and he's sitting there like, I don't know about you, but I'm getting all funned out. Yeah. And he just has these great little pissy one-liners. That are... Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, so funny. Anyway, oh. yeah, he goes back to being a super nice. Oh, isn't Pacha trying to make a fire? Yeah, hold on. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We're not there yet. So they go over the waterfall and we get the, the, the booyah scene. Booyah. Um, booyah. Um, the log breaks, Poncha surfaces, and then Cusco surfaces. Oh, yeah. Right In the back. kiss of life. <laughs> oh, no, wait, there's more. I don't know if either one of you noticed it, and maybe I just noticed it because I'm like hyper focused on the fact that everybody I live with holds their nose when they go swimming. When Poncha takes a deep breath to go under and drag up Cusco, he plugs his nose before he dives under the water. Oh, that's a good detail. That is a good I mean, detail. I mean, I do it. <laughs> right, I'm saying because I'm I'm like because I don't do it, but everybody else that I know does. So I'm well, like, and animators yeah. will often leave little things like that out, but that's a good one. That's a good little detail. Yeah. Good yeah. Like them. if you watch a lot of movies, characters don't blink because that's an animation detail that you don't think about. Yeah. And it, well, like, can you imagine the extra? Right oh. <laughs> it's all fun and games uh... till a llama gets knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so this then we get the whole scene we get the yeah. the kiss of life which goes terribly wrong and it then we was get not the a kiss it was not a kiss there, there, there was obviously way too much tongue that oh, dude yeah. that tongue, <laughs> tongue falls out of all the way out <laughs> tongue like shoots uh, out and flops inside it's like oh gross it's like one of those stupid fruit by the foot things <laughs> <laughs> It's just gross. But this is the whole scene where Poncha's trying to build a fire and is just trying to explain to Cusco what's really going on and trying to talk some sense to him. And Cusco's still just a dick. Like, and again, I say here, I have another note saying it's nice to see Poncha still trying to hold his ground even though he's trying to help and Cusco's just having none of it. Um, well, and even but, trying to, like, he's not even trying to argue with him. He's just trying to explain why, like, okay, well, clearly you don't understand. Maybe I can explain to you why this is a not a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Cusco puts out that fire, like, three times in a row, and I maybe oh. would have knocked him out by that point, because that is hard yeah. to do. Yes. Poncha makes it look easy, but that is not an easy thing to do at all. I mean, in fairness, he has two rather rambunctious kids. He's had experience. I mean, true, but... Okay, and we'll get back to this later on, but where the hell did they get the floor cleaner? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what floor cleaner? Why did now I I'm... think of that? In the, in the scene towards the end when they're getting Yzma out of the oh, house. Oh, you're right. He's got the floor buffer. Where yeah. did he get that? <laughs> it was just a fun, fun, random gadget. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm not complaining. I am not complaining at all because I think it adds to that scene. But where the fuck did they get it? And how does they have electricity? And why does it work? Yeah. 
right. So, so I had this. I had this original when I first saw this movie. I was dragged to the movie theater to see it. I had no desire to see it. I thought that Disney was really going downhill, especially considering their new Disney Channel films at the time looked like they were shot on a a soap opera set. It was terrible. Right. So I was dragged to this film, and then I, I got into it, and I got into it pretty quickly. And it's one of these movies that you finally have to give up logic. Uh-huh. And, and just go and be like, it doesn't really matter. It may be a disaster of a, of a shit show, but it's going to be hysterical. Fucking amazing. Yep. And I, at that, by the time you get to that scene in the movie, they could have literally done anything and I would have just accepted it. I mean, you fall point, in love with this group of characters so much that you're just like down for the ride. Like, yeah, fine. You know, one point, Yzma takes the place of a pinata. And I'm like, like what yeah. the hell? <laughs> And she's dressed like a chicken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is she so, shaped uh, like one? I know. You, you kind of give up all sense of of realism, and you just kind of go with it because it's fun and entertaining, and yeah. it's like watching Phineas and Ferb. I love Phineas and Ferb. It is and very love Phineas it for that and Ferb reason. vibe. Um, it, it's it, not, it doesn't. I mean, it makes sense, <sighs> Athena. But it doesn't make sense. I switched cats. So Cyrus wanted to leave, and now I have yeah. Athena. You know, most Athena people don't have to podcast. switch cats in the middle. <laughs> I'm not sure how I should take that comment. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Right, so moving on, Cusco seems to finally be beginning to understand when we go to a little night scene, and he's, you know, shivering his ass off out away from the fire, and Poncha gets up and brings him his shawl and drapes it over him, then goes back to the fire. Cusco kind of has a moment of, well, shit, maybe I fucked up. It's a very, very brief moment, but again, it's another moment of, you know, beginning changes and signs that he's realizing that maybe he is a selfish asshole. Well, he like he. I think I would argue that we have we get to see the side of him that is like maybe he's starting to notice what kindness is, but he kind of turns right back around because they have that super awkward conversation where he's like, oh, "I made it out of the wool that we make in that village you want to bulldoze." My wife made it. Whatever they yada yada through. I may have right. filled in a piece of dialogue. But they have this whole moment, and he's like, well, maybe I could not bulldoze the village, and they shake on it. He's like, don't do it unless you mean it, and then Cusco is clearly lying. Right. Yeah. Yes, and so I it, have like, that. almost changed, but not really. Yes. It made us realize that he's just full of shit. Right. But you completely glossed over the funeral, where we get the fact that Cusco is going to... I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> You did. It's okay. And I'm, I'm, it's because that's that's that scene. And then we go into that scene. And that's all my notes I have for that scene. Because Cusco obviously betrays Pancha and he's an asshole. But we find out that the guy that Cusco is going to be 18. And then we also find out that Kronk didn't kill Cusco like he was supposed to. It's the to. only time Yzma suggests that they're a couple because she says Crunk Darling. And I'm like, oh, maybe if they are getting jiggy with it, which is weird to think about. Like before this, yeah. I don't know why, but I didn't see it like that. I didn't see it that moment. way at all. I, I think it's I was more like, huh. like when, you, when you have somebody in a store that says, let me get you that for you, dear. 
I, right. I didn't I didn't view it as as a relationship. I didn't either. Maybe, but the way she was eating them chicken bones, I don't know. You know what it is, Richard? It's because she's a straight white cis person. Oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is going to sound dumb. Have we talked about the squirrels yet? Because I feel like we missed them. We talked about the squirrel and the balloon. Okay, yes, yes. We haven't gone back into the jungle where he has the talk with the squirrels. Oh, and We haven't gone there yet. And we haven't gotten to the Jaguars yet. Okay. Right. So, Sorry. That's the scene I'm talking about. Yes. No. Um, so Yzma begins to figure out that Kronk didn't kill him. And Kronk's trying to freaking change the subject. So she kicks the fucking guy off the goddamn throne. Yeah. And is like, ledge. what did you do? Yeah. The ledge of the throne. Athena, I swear you are going to go outside. Anyways, you like in the funeral, though, that they exaggerate this very kind of real thing in like old school royalty situations where a royal dies and everyone's just like moving on. But they redecorate the whole palace. They do. In like, her like it. this, like they recarve stone for that woman. Guys, and her little stamp. I love her stamp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The whole thing is great. It's pretty so fantastic. We, do that. we find out that he's not dead and they're gonna go find him and kill him for reals now. And then we get we go to Poncha's kids and wife. The son wakes up screaming because he had this horrible nightmare that, you know, dad went careening over this dangerous waterfall with a llama. And raging the daughter, river of death. And the daughter has a dream about the wasn't it about the Jaguars? I don't remember what her dream was about. Her dream Anyways, was they that both... he had to make out with a llama, and they were like, that right, would never right. happen. Yeah. Right. Anyways, the kids both have dreams about things that have already happened. And then they start arguing about how yeah, that's but... not possible. The, nah, yeah, huh, nah, yeah, yeah, huh. Nah. <laughs> and I love it's the mom. It's very sibling. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very sibling. And the mom's just like, oh, I love you guys. Good night. And walks away. Like, she just blows out the candle and leaves them arguing in the dark. I'm <laughs> like, okay, bye. That's Jeez. right. Your guys are, they're definitely, they're in on it today. They must have liked the movie, too. They, they have so many opinions mm-hmm. about my so opinions. Then we, get, and- then, then we get back to Cusco, obviously, betraying Pontius Trust. And this is where Pancha thro- falls through the bridge. And it's like Cusco, help me! You promised, and Cusco's like, "Yeah, no, fuck you! I lied. I don't, I don't know why." No, I, I was that. gonna kill you when we get to the yeah. castle, but this is actually easier for me. Bye. Right? Yeah. And then he falls through. Yep. Because yeah, he can't still- resist. He was off the bridge. He was. He could have kept walking. Movies <laughs> over. But he could not help but be an asshole. Turn around. Step back onto the bridge. Yeah, be a dick like, yeah, I always get my way. And then he falls through, and so ha. And then Poncho is still just a great guy, and the fact that he is voiced by John Goodman makes it better. He punches oh, the he llama, and so fight ensues. Dude, that was a well-deserved... I love that he was like, are you okay? Are you good? And then just cracks him one. Yep. <laughs> I love that fight though, because this just, it was amazing. It, 
It reminds me of one of those slap fights where you get two people and they're just like, no, and they're just like smacking each other. Like, <laughs> it's very like one hand guarding your face, the other one smacking in front of you blindly. Yeah. It's just. Uh, the bridge Athena. breaks. Because, duh. Bridge break. Athena, Athena, you are worse than Osiris. Excuse you. Excuse Are you, you going to help, Athena? Do you have opinions? Do you want to talk about them? Yeah. It just seems like the the Greek gods and the Egyptian gods are fighting all the time. The, you know, <laughs> if you didn't know that they were my cats and you just hear me constantly talking about Athena and Osiris being assholes, you'd like, think there that could be only one. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> there can be only one. Oh, God. <laughs> so they fall down the the ravine. They almost fall into the giant alligator pit, which which I have to say, and it makes me wonder how tame Isma's alligators really are. Because Cusco freaks the fuck out because we're gonna die. There's alligators. Yet when they pull the wrong lever and he comes out of the pit with the alligator on his ass, mimicking what Isma had gone through earlier in the movie, he even says something about why do we even have that lever? Like why does she have this pit of alligators? Both of them say it twice, so it's like they're yeah. the same thing. Like, they serve no purpose. They clearly don't kill people. Right. Like, why do they have them? And so, I took it that it was probably from somebody else in the castle at a former time. Uh-huh. Probably. And I also figured that they were too afraid of Yzma to really hurt her. Mm-hmm. Or she tasted bad. She probably did taste bad. <laughs> because she it's does the second it off. One. It's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Here? Beef jerky. Like when she pulls up her skirt to reveal the knife and you're like, And then she oh, pulls wait, the knife. No, that's fine. Oh, that's no. <laughs> like, oh, murder? Oh, thank God. Yeah. So my note, my note here, and this is where my brain always goes, and I apologize, but not really, because this is why I want to do another podcast where we just talk about movies that we love. Here's my 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 little note, and bear with me, it's kind of long. It says, teamwork and shenanigans get them back to the top of the cliff, but quote-unquote, on the wrong side of the river. The mummy reference, because who doesn't love that movie? And then we should do a second podcast where we just gush over movies we love and why. I don't <laughs> want to watch Brendan Fraser. I love Brendan Aww. Fraser. <laughs> hey, O'Connell, looks like I have all the horses. Hey, Benny, it looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Are we just doing movies we love, or are we doing, can it be any genre of movie? That's what I'm saying. If we do a second podcast that's just movies we love, it could be fucking anything. Oh my god, yes. Oh guys, this podcast might get revised into, like, movie Discord podcasts. Yes. And also, we will do Disney movies probably, too, because I have a list of Disney movies I love, but I also have a list of horror movies I love. Oh, that's awesome, too. Not horror movies. We can do horror movies. I will sit and watch. Okay, my thing with horror movies is one, I'm going to jump and scream and cry. So, you know, Richard, that'll be hilarious to watch. <laughs> and two, and stay away to- from a specific kind of horror if there's something you really don't like, like body horror okay, or whatever. Okay. The things that I really like off the top of my head, the ones that I really can't stand are the Saw series. And things like check Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's literally like two and a half hours of some guy sitting in a puddle of blood and gore, splashing and laughing. We should like, stay away from all the boring ones that are just about gore. Like, like yeah. I horror need a porn. Line. Yeah. 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 Okay, so well, like, well, to be honest, 
Like, I really like Shudder. We watched one. Like, we watched one of the Annabelle movies the other day. That one was pretty good. I love the Conjuring Universe movies. They're so great. Yeah, I just don't want to watch the Saw movies. Like, I'm even fine with the Final Destination movies. I just can't do Saw. Final Destination, I I don't like slasher porn very much. It's not my favorite. Right. And like, I'll sit and watch Michael and Psycho and all that, or Halloween and Psycho and all those because I understand the the classic. Well, and those are well assembled movies. I would argue, like, a lot of the slasher, like, Saul was fun for the mer- first movie. After that, it was like, I don't know why that kept going. You I say Saul people... and Saw 2 when the freaking girl that we find out is then, you know, the apprentice, li- like, dives into the fucking pit of needles, and I just. Ugh, I can't. That I jumped over the couch I was sitting on when that happened and was just like, ah! Nope, that I stopped watching right then and there. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Here's I'm a question out. for you. Did you watch for weird... I know you say you don't like slasher films. Did you watch Happy Death Day? No. Okay, I so not. Really... I watch a lot of slasher films. Like, I loved Devil's Rejects. I thought that was great. I also uh, like the on parody movies like i'm not big into zombies but like Shaun of the dead and little Shaun monsters that's 20 fucking hilarious all the well, all the z movies like the i can't remember what they're exactly and dale versus evil and dale uh-huh. like like i love like those ones i like but like the walking dead i can't stand the walking dead because zombies are so overdone but like, i do like the resident evil movies just because I Evil's like it's a great series. All right, guys, let's strap in this pipe. You're going to be here for an evolution and it's going to be great. Right. I know. I know. So just to let you know that happy death day, the reason why I mentioned it, because it's one of those cringe worthy movies that you're like, why would you ever watch this? And it really is. But one of the things that the movie did that surprised me is it has personal growth of the main character. And that never happens in a horror movie. That is okay. So almost never. I'd say the final girls sometimes will go through growth growth arcs. I will say this too. I was forced to watch it and I hated the movie, but the hills have eyes. The victims win in the end, and that made me very happy. There is one scene in that that I had a lot of trouble getting past, but otherwise I think it's and I think it's they've done that movie twice. They did make yeah. it too, but it's awful and there's no reason to watch it. And then in my opinion. The Disney horror movies like The Watcher in the Woods and mm-hmm. and um Something Wicked This Way Comes. And nobody ever talks about those either. I wanna see what's the Johnny Depp one? It's like Scarlet Mansion or the the red I don't know. But it's a, Oh it's a... uh, no, you're thinking of Crimson Peak, I think, but Johnny Crimson Depp's Pink. not in that. Yeah, Crimson Peak. Is it it's, no? Um, it's what's his name from Harry Potter? Um, uh, the villain. Malfoy. 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 Oh, I thought. Why did I think it was Johnny Depp? I'd love to see Malfoy in a different movie. That would make me happy. But Crimson Peak is wonderful. I it, haven't seen it, that one, and I want to. It's it's Scott. Oh, that's why it, I was thinking Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. There it is. Um. All I can think of is is it's what Rose Red set out to be because I I kind of liked Rose Red but I like Crimson Peak more. See, I not like Rose Red, but I oh. thought time okay. 
So I'm going to be that person. And um, I don't like Stephen King for the most part. And I really don't like the movie adaptations of his books. Basically, the exception to the rule is The Green Mile. But other than that, I really have a hard time. It's a time wonderful story, but I will see, be I on like the other writing. end of that. I am a I Stephen like King movies. apologist. I, I like them both, but I can't read his books. They're super long and tedious. I have to audiobook them. I won't lie. I've never like physically read. It needs read. to be edited. It, it needs a, he just spends so long describing shit. Uh, and and from a writing standpoint and from, you know, an author and, you know, a freaking major master or whatever I'm doing in English right now, I don't care what he whatever says. Whatever degree. The fact that he claims he sits down and writes from basically eight to five every day with no breaks is a fucking lie. No writer can do that without some sort of burnout eventually. And the well, fact he could be possessed. That he does that <laughs> makes me hate him even more. Well, I would argue that if that is something he does, he does it when he's um, on cocaine. So much yes. cocaine. All the cocaine. Oh my god, now <laughs> I got all the animals in here. I love the fact that his dog <laughs> is a corgi. Anyways. Oh, it's not the corgi's fault. We've gone way We've really off gone off topic. We've gotten off topic. So you guys have once again thrown me off my groove. Cusco <laughs> <laughs> <Cusco> actually Poncha <sighs> when they get back to the surface or back to the top of the cliff with all their shenanigans being on the wrong side of the river. He snatches and this is him right out of the air. Of the air. This is the first time we really see Cusco changing. Like, we've had hints and pieces of it before, but this is the first real act where we can be like, yes, he's changing. Well, we did see yeah, him change from we, a human to a llama. You know what? Well, did, like, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you're a smart ass, dude. Um, we do get the, like, oh, yeah, well, no, no one's that heartless to just let someone die. Even though literally seconds ago, he was going to leave him on a bridge. Right well, and, and then... That mimics what Poncha said earlier in the movie about how nobody can be that selfish and that heartless. I just, I, that's true. I've just, I just think it's interesting that our bar for a decent person is murder. I mean, it's a Disney movie. <laughs> that's not John the Killers. Sometimes they do good. Look at Dexter. Yeah. Hey, or that, like, as long as you're a super nice serial killer, it's okay. Does Doing Disney own with Dexter? a smile makes it better. Think about it, though. <laughs> there's a lot of this is this this this. There's a lot of different avenues that can, this can be done. But even I do it in my own writing. If you don't have somebody that doesn't kill things, even on an occasional basis, what are you even doing? That's true. You're working. If you're working in a universe where that can be a protagonist, then you should have it for sure. Because uh -huh. the stakes need to be high. So I get right. Well, and I get that. No, even Yisma's not able to murder people because she keeps trying to get Crook to do it. Everyone in here is just a big fat front fakey liar. What? Osiris. <laughs> Osiris. Yeah, you better look away. You leave her alone. Osiris, oh my god, you guys. Osiris, okay, first of all, Osiris is about a year old. Athena is about five months old. And he literally, he's twice her size. 
He literally just went over to her, freaking muckled onto her with both front legs, slammed her into the door, then into the ground, and is now eating her. It's amazing. That's so and mean. Why is he so fucking rude? He's fighting back and trying to eat his face, so... So here's a weird question for you. Have you ever seen a movie called The Three Lies of Thomas Cena? No. Oh, just curious. John Cena? What? You can't the see three, me. The, the Three Lives no. of Thomas Cena. It's a Disney film from the 50s. Maybe 60s. It's actually 60s. Um, about a, a cat who dies and kind of goes to a pyramid in the sky, if you will, and she recycles her lives and she keeps coming back to life. Aww. Is that what you do, Osiris? Cool. You go to the Every pier- time I hear the cat's name, I just think of that scene from Three Lies of Thomasina. Well, okay. Here's the deal. Osiris' name is Osiris because when I was younger, I had another orange and white tabby cat whose name was Ramses. That's and awesome. when I got this one, I was like, well, I can't name him Ramses again. And everybody's like, oh, name him Ramses II. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Literally everyone told I remember that. But yeah. Well, and I could have done it because Ramses, my other cat, his name dropped from Ramses to Ram Bam to Bam. So I ended up just calling this this giant freaking orange cat Bam. So Bam, when I got Bam, Bam. Yeah. When I got ah. Osiris, I was like, I can't do Ramses again. What can I do? And I was like, oh, I know. Osiris. And now I regret my choice. Keep going down asshole. the list. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, now you have Ramses to use again at a later time. I do, yes. And then Athena, actually, when I got Athena, I was told that she was a boy. So her name was actually Erebos, which is the god of darkness, which completely would have been great because Osiris is also known as, you know, the god of life and light. And then Athena decided she wanted to be a girl. So now she's the goddess of wisdom and Osiris is still an asshole. I've had gender confused kitty cats before. <laughs> I understand that. That's amazing. My cat Gabby was a boy, and my cat Stewie was a girl. Nice. Oh, yeah. And then I took the lizard to the vet the other day, right? And so I'm talking about, we've we've kind of figured that Zim's a boy, but, like, you never know for sure. So I said to the vet, I'm like, is, is he a boy or a girl? And he goes, uh, well, he looks like he's a boy, but we'll know for sure in a couple years if he lays eggs or not. What? Uh, Excuse me? Surprise. You may want to switch vets. What do you mean when he lays eggs? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah, apparently bearded dragons can just lay unfertilized eggs at some point in their life. They're female. Does that mean you have? Are they supposed to? Is it okay that they do that? Because I want dragons' eggs for breakfast. If if Zim ever lays eggs, I'll make sure I bring. I don't know how I feel about where this is going. I don't I'm either. Anyway, so <laughs> who hates the jungle? Kronk is playing exotic bird bingo and talking to squirrels. Which oh my god, I, I love that it looks like we're in bingo. like a tent, which we are. We're like in a tent, but I'm like, oh, she's got like a military type tent set up. No, it's on Kronk's back. He's yeah. carrying. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's bananas. <laughs> it is Pull over. I'm tired, she says. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the one tired. Yep. Exhausting for her. Um, and it immediately ruins her best shoes. 
uh-huh. and hates the jungle because she has no outdoor skills. Because royalty wouldn't have to be perfectly. No, she wouldn't. So, like, that's appropriate. But I love that Krunk is, like, boy scouting it up. And he's, yeah, he's doing bird bingo. Exotic bird bingo. Is so good. That bird looked grumpy as fuck. The whatever wobbler finch thing he found. It's just, like, super fat, pissed off looking bird. That looks like an angry bird, to be perfectly honest. Like, the angry bird game. Yeah! It's this weird. This would have been before Angry Birds, though, but it does kind of look like an Angry Bird. It looks like an Angry them. Bird. It's very strange. <laughs> huh. So. We talk to the squirrels. We find out that the talking llama is not dead and was headed to... No, this is... Not... Where do we find... Do we find out? Yeah, yes. we... well, like, she sees the squirrels tries to offer Yzma a nut. And she screams in his face because she's a monster. And the squirrel hates Uh, her now. And the squirrel doesn't want to be her friend, yeah. And so won't give her directions. But Krunk gets directions out of the squirrel because he was, what was he, a junior Junior chipmunk? Junior chipmunk? Squeakity, squeaker, squeakin'. 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 I love how he's like, uh, yeah. oh, my, my, my squirrel's kind of rusty, and he's like, uh, squeaker, squeaky, squeaker. <laughs> I love Crocs. <laughs> Athena. It's so good. Uh, yeah, and they get the, the squirrel does end up giving them directions, and so off they go to find them. Right, them. and then we have Who's the diner scene. The entire yeah. diner <laughs> Is fucking pure greatness. Like the crow's calls, cron cooking, the revolving doors, the menu, the birthday party, the cake, and the llama doggy bag at the end. But the waitress, she's a fucking oh, treasure. When they're like, but "Oh, it's a honeymoon. real person," right? When she's Everyone when they're like, "Oh, it's our honeymoon," and she's like, "Bless you for coming out in public." <laughs> Mazel tov to the happy couple. <laughs> she throws rice. Yeah, she's. She's amazing. Like, uh, my, I'm convinced my mom is well on her way to becoming this woman, and I'm, I'm so happy about it. It's so great. <laughs> but no, that whole scene is just fucking brilliant. I love it. It's, I don't know. And the uh, chef, the chef getting so ticked off as they keep. Uh, and he just, I love how he just like dumps the bucket of whatever he's cooking in there and then just like <laughs> throws it. <laughs> then the. Stupid birthday thing. Happy, happy birthday from all of us. To you. You. Okay, I sang that song for happy birthday songs for a long time after this. <laughs> oh my god, speaking of random songs that get just stuck in your head, guess what song I was singing uncontrollably the other day to the point where the kids hated me? Was it that theme song? Let it go. No, <laughs> it was Funbox. Funbox, Funbox. Funbox, small and square and dark. Funbox, fun 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 check out these full yay! <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that song is. I finally taught it to my son. Did what you? is that song? I it's did. Timmy it's Fairly Odd Parents. Oh! The, the daycare providers, they put children in the fun box on occasion. I apparently have not seen those episodes, but I do like Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, it's so good. It's one of yeah. their best episodes, in my opinion. It's great. Yeah. I don't know the one where he goes to the real world and flips through and and the Flintstones and the I, I love that one. 
That one's pretty fun too. Family Guy has a version of that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Where they go through the multiverse and there's one scene where they're real people for a minute. Oh, and they're like, we don't yeah, like it. Oh my God. They tried to get me to play the real life. The real life. (laughs) Wow. No. (laughs) Well, they always said if they gave me green pants, I would look like him. (laughs) I mean. Looks terrible. It is kind of funny at the same time. Because you can see it, can't you? You can see it, yes. I prefer to be the bad guy from Toy Story 2. I don't know. I've been in here for an hour and a half. The toy collector? Yes. Oh, I yes, look like Toy Story Two. I was just making sure I had the right guy. It's like the creepy, yep. toy, the scary ass toy collector. Yeah. Hey, yep. hey, we don't judge here. Words hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can make words hurt. Let me let me throw a book at you. Words will really hurt. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the encyclopedia. E and C Y C L O P E A. Okay. Speaking of encyclopedias. When we were growing up, we lived in this house that, and Christy, Kat, you remember the house, the big one up on Sugar House Hill? Oh, yeah, I still go past yeah, yeah, it every yeah. now and then. Yeah, okay, so you, you, it had a split-level staircase, so the upstairs and then the downstairs, and it had this really cool staircase, and then the railing around it. Well, we had a dictionary that I shit you not was like four and a half, five inches thick, and yep. I'm the was oldest. Was it red? One. No, it was blue. Okay, because we had a red one. one. There's the middle, and then there's the youngest. The middle sister is an absolute fucking nightmare. And she got mad at my youngest sister one day. And as my youngest sister was going down the stairs, she dropped this dictionary on her fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) She threw the book at her. (laughs) Quite literally. Like, oh, no wonder your youngest sister was so goddamn angry. All the time, yeah. It's because the middle one was a giant bitch to her. Anyway, super no. abusive, and like <laughs> it's a cycle. Siblings are great, anyway. You you know some of the shit she did. Yeah, she was mean. My sister Dude, hit my brother over the head with a ball peen hammer. Ooh. I, as a child with uh, just one sibling, made the mistake of standing. Like it wasn't intentional, but I ended up between Keller and the middle sister while they were fighting, and it was. The most terrifying 45 seconds of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't stand between between siblings when they're fighting. It's not safe. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to stand between my sister-in-law and all you can eat salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Cusco and and Cusco does the whole you're just doing this because you fucking hate me line again and Yzma and Kronk will save me I'm going home fuck you I don't need you and then everybody in my world revolves around me so they must love me right Right. so then he finds out Kronk is telling the truth I'm not not that Kronk that Poncha is telling the truth and Kronk and Yzma are just out to kill him like they they just want to that's all they want um, so now we cycle back to the opening scene where we get more voiceovers. And this time I thought it was great that original voiceover Cusco and current Cusco end up having like a little argument. Like acknowledge Cusco- each other. And current Cusco is like, you don't know what you're talking about anymore. Just go the fuck away. Like, 
Yeah, I, I like it. how it's like they uh, the I think one of the shining quotes is they saw the story, they know what happened. Um which is important cuz again, when you to my to my very serious point earlier, when people like that like safety system breaks down when they're no longer surrounded by people who serve their fantasy and other people's reality starts to interfere, it gets really hard to manipulate the situation. Yeah. So it tends to become this. Which I thought I was like, oh, we got some some emotional growth happening. We've broken down his self. His what is it called? Uh, when you live in a vacuum. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I just bring it right down for anyone. Moving on. Yeah, he talks to he talks to himself. We all know he's a terrible person. He can't hide it anymore. And no, he's sad and about it. He is. But Kronk then figures out where he knows Poncha from. And yeah, he didn't pay his tab, apparently. He didn't pay his tab. <laughs> and then he realizes that he's the guy that he took off with for um yeah did we lose richard he's very quiet no i'm here i'm just listening okay okay just wondering because you hadn't said anything i was like that's not normal anyway (laughs) he goes in and wakes up yzma and she's even more hideous with her cucumbers on her eyes well and i don't know why as as a child and even this happens to adults too Everyone, no matter how many times the hats change, for some reason, everyone's like, oh, that's her hair. Until you see her bald. Yeah. Realize. (laughs) That's not her hair. They're not decorative. It's not her hair. She is (laughs) super bald. Even her eyelashes are gone. It's terrifying. It is amazing. And those cucumbers literally have, like, gel coming off them. I know. And her face mask. Her, like, mud, green mud face mask there. Poor Kronk has, like, I'd actually, you, you know what, to the point earlier, you guys are both probably right, because clearly Kronk has never seen her not all made up, because he's instantly mortified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he so is. That is <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, my note, because then then we switch back to, to Cusco, and my note here is Sad Llama tries to be a real llama. <laughs> he does. He tries to... Okay, am I the only one that when I see, like, like, a horse or something eat grass, particularly in the morning when grass smells good, I'm like, I wish... I bet grass is really yummy if you're a horse. I bet it's delicious. And it's all dewy and... Yet, no, just me? Okay, moving on. I was no, I was waiting for you to be like, and then I bend down and eat it. So I've, <laughs> I've eaten pieces of grass before. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. But it's I not think sweet exact- grass is super delicious. I mean, it's like anything else that's green. It's like why bother eating it when you have meat? I mean, oh, did I just say I, that out I, loud? I, yeah, hang on, wait. <laughs> And I'm kind of glad you finished that sentence because you paused it. It's like anything else that's green. And I'm like, I don't eat mold. I don't know about you. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just thought of four terrible comments oh. and look, personal growth. I didn't say any of them. Oh, more, more emotional growth. Moving on. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. 
Sancha is talking to the llamas about Cusco and they have a happy reunion because Cusco's finally starting to realize that Poncha is an ally and not an enemy and that who we thought were his allies are actually his enemies and we get this whole big growth awesome circle and yay happy llama but or it's fairness, trauma bonding in 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 his defense, he never viewed Isma as any kind of a threat so right. he thought that that Pacha was filling his head full of nonsense. Right. So the whole time he thought he was being lied to. And then yeah. when, you know, you take those blinders off. Yeah, it's a kind of forced the rest of that that learning to change and learning to readjust your your vision of the world. I would argue on Pacha's behalf though that at this point this person has been a terrible, abusive, emotionally manipulative narcissist and should not be your friend. Why are you still trying to be his friend? Because everyone needs to have a friend. No! No, no that's just... a terrible <laughs> lesson! Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? But maybe he was looking at it whereas if he befriends him and he can actually get through all the dirt, then his house won't get destroyed because he won't have the heart to do it. And that saves his family. Right. Well, so he's doing I, it all for I the think family. that is the argument they're trying to make, but I would also say that that's part of the problem because in the real world, you can't nice people into not being assholes most of the time. Sure, you like, can. The corporation decides they're going to level your house. You can't make buddies with the corporation, so they don't. No, level you sleep your house. with the daughter, and then you you blackmail them. <laughs> no. that's what you okay. Clearly, so, clearly. Okay. To get Glad we had this talk. Yay! <laughs> oh my god. So Isma and Kronk figure out that they they that Cusco and Pancha are like at his house. So they go and visit the family. And the wife who's I don't know, do we ever get the wife's name? No. No, I we don't. don't. Believe I we do. We I think this is another scenario of the wife just not really having a name. Kind of See, I thought she introduced herself to Yzma. Right, she did. I was going to say, if they gave Misty a name, they had to have given the wife a name. I just missed it. Anyway, she's not buying any of Yzma's bullshit about being his third removed uncle's wife's brother's fucking nephew's roommate there. Her no, name and she Chicha. keeps trying to be like, go away. <laughs> What's her name? Chicha. Chicha. C H I C H A. Okay. Chicha. I was going to say, I knew she had to have had a name. So they get there. Kronk is playing uh, double dutch with the kids, which, I mean, honestly, who wouldn't play double dutch with those 99 kids? 99 monkeys jumping monkeys on bed. Jumping on bed. One fell off and bumped his head. But we still got 94 monkeys. I loved that so much. Yep. Okay, so, but I still and, got 94 monkeys. He, uh, Pancha and Cusco show up. Chicha excuses herself to go find out what's going on and talks to them. And then, as Pancha's explaining, Cusco pops up and says hi, and she fucking hits him with a frying pan! She demolishes him. Like, literally, all the face. All it's uh, in my comment is literally all caps underlined with a whole bunch of exclamation points. It's just frying ban. <laughs> 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 oh, 
because I love the frying pan weapon trope that keeps coming I, back. It's so great. So it's so it is great. really great. Yep. So this is where we get the the scene because they she's like, all right, I'll, me and the kids will buy you some time. So they leave, and this is where we get the scene where we have the floor buffer, and they make Isma into a chicken, and she becomes a pinata. Yeah, I love, I love that. Like how Pacha is like, no, they can handle themselves, and they are doing just that. This family can fucking handle themselves. Uh -huh. And they go into like defend the fort overdrive, and it's fantastic. Like the kids are on board. They have that crazy oh, yeah. floor waxer that we mentioned earlier for some <laughs> bananas ass <God>. reason. Bananas. <laughs> it was it, great. Like you. Yeah, like by this point, like Richard was saying, you're just you're just sold on it by this point. Whatever happens from this point on, you're like, okay, fine. I'm so down with this. Uh-huh. It just makes you happy. <laughs> it just makes your soul happy. It's so great. And honestly, if you think about it from this point forward, the movie does get sillier and sillier because this is when we get the mandatory chase scene that happens in every movie. Absolutely. But they actually have the tracks on the on the road and they yeah. can like and they them. acknowledge them <laughs> yep and then Pancha and um Cusco you know shoot the arrow across and then slide across you know which would be really really cool and, and then, then the they thunderstorm. right then well, they cut it I but... appreciated that they did not use their in so many movies people will like put a rope from one place to another and then just slide on their bare hands mm -hmm. and it it, it enrages me because it's just not true. Like the first time any kid has done that, you fuck up your hands for three weeks. Life? Yeah, ever. Forever. You're done. So I appreciated that they not only did the rope, but then each had ropes they were holding on to. Yeah. It was not their bare hands. And I was like, good job. That's another great detail that I did notice mm -hmm. and I appreciate. So they cut the ropes, though. They're, uh, Cusco chomps it with his teeth. And they're like, fuck yeah, because now we'll be ahead of them. But apparently Yzma and Kronk can fly, which I thought, again, it's, a parasail. it's so absurd, but you just go with it. But sure, why like, not? Yeah. Like, and then like Rick said, the localized thunderstorm that causes them to crash. It's <laughs> just freak, tiny thunderstorm. Uh -huh. And then we, we follow Pancha in Cusco to the secret lab that's not so secret because, you know, she's an idiot. And apparently everyone knows where it is. Yeah, question mark. Yeah. And we get the wrong lever with the alligators there for Cusco and Cro and pa Pancha. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they're dressed in um, Yzma and Krunk's outfits, but they don't fit right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all shaped and weird. They're, they're freaking bewildered. They're like, what is this shit? Like, <laughs> like what weird stuff happens? It's their kink. Don't judge them. We don't shame here. It's fine. Uh-huh. So, then we get the reference to the map and how nobody knows that anybody got there first. Yeah, and, and how we're all okay with it. By this point in the movie, uh -huh. the movie is acknowledging that we're no longer trying to make sense. It's just going to be what right. it is, and I'm super in it. I'm in it. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. And then my, my, I have my quote here, or my comment, it just says, cruel irony. And I don't know why I have it, have it. Oh, because, well, and I mean, they do, the fact that they take the time to, because this is a kid's movie, and I won't lie, I was one of those kids where school was real hard for me, 
So when movies are smart enough to sneak in, like, legitimate things, like uh-huh. definitions of situations, like a cruel irony, which I wouldn't have known unless I'd watched this movie as a child, where you say the same thing back one after they do something shitty to you. Yeah, because she says there, and I. about stuff back to him about being him. And that's sad. And she makes fun of his spinach puffs. She does. She's a monster. She is a monster. Even the little angels are like, oh, oh, fuck. I know, they're all like, never mind. Bring her down. Like, <laughs> kill that bitch. Like, that's right? fighting words. It is, because that's that what makes fighting words. It is, though, because that's what makes make Kronk, like, turn on her, basically. And the yeah. fact that his, his, apparently, those spinach puffs are a very big part of his masculinity. Apparently. Yeah, and the no murder rule goes right out the window. Right, because he tries and- to murder her. And she's so horrible. (laughs) He tries to kill her with the chandelier and it just doesn't work. And it misses because she's a weird skinny skeleton woman. Dang. Did anybody also notice too that the very small triangle that's supposed to be your boobs is like down by your belly button? Yes. I kept looking at her trying to figure out the anatomy. And I don't know where parts are. Like I don't I'm not sure. It was sagging, okay? It was sagging. (laughs) Poor Yzma. (laughs) They didn't have bras then, God. You're right. I mean, that's true. To be Um, fair. So then we get the the crazy scene where we get the reference to lions and tigers and bears, oh my, and we knock over all of the different little potions there, and they just gather them all up, and they start drinking them like they're Fucking shots. The they had a scene shot, once shot, shot, in shot, a DuckTales episode that reminds me of it so much when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an episode with Magic of Dispel called Sending the Clones. And they're literally poofing each other into different animals. And I just roared. I just thought it was great. That's awesome. So in the, in the, all of this this craziness that goes on. All of the guards come bum-rushing in, and Pancha throws a table at them all, and they all get turned into different animals. And we get this moment of pause where one of them is like, I'm sorry, I've been turned into a cow. Can I be a cow? <laughs> Can go I go home? home? And she's like, and yes, I like Yeah. Right. She's like, oh, Can I, does anybody else have any problem? Does anybody else need to go? And they're all like, no, we're good. And she's like, all right, carry on. Like, <laughs> Do you guys notice too? So at the beginning, and this is so this is one of the things that I was like, I wonder what's being said here. Uh, maybe it's just that she's a bad, she's bad at what she wants to do. But did anyone else notice in the beginning we get Cusco doing his Irish jig with his guards, and they're all huge and triangular shape and buff. And then when we get the guards after Yzma's been in charge, they're all like shaped weird and pretty overweight. And kind of bat, they're not like buff anymore. I did not like, notice that. Bat. Yeah, like it's a weird. I had to rewind it because I was like, "Am I noticing this, or is this weird?" And yeah, his like big, huge, bro, 
both cards. And then when she calls them in, they're like round. Huh. She does have a point. Huh. I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and look. Don't know why. Don't know what Disney's trying to say there. Well, Don't it could know. be something to do with a lot of the animation that they scrapped from Kingdom of the Sun because they tried to save what oh. they could from it. Because they had to, they were scrapped a whole movie, what, four years in? Yeah, something like and that. And restarted. So <laughs> I'm assuming that some of the animation got left over. Oh, that's an interesting point. Okay, that would make a lot of... Because I was like, what a weird thing to do with no explanation. The explanation was is that they were trying... They had already wasted... Uh, it was like $13 million on it at that point. And and to just to restart like that, they hadn't had a restart like that since Pinocchio. So um, it, was, it was costing them more than they were earning in. The explanation is it's the Emperor's new groove and things are so fucking crazy at this point that you're not going to notice or pay attention. Right. Yeah, nobody would. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, Let's well, now we this. have our explanation. Cool. Because right. I stared at that a couple times and was like, but why, though? <laughs> now I know. So, and that's we why all, we're all here. Right. Moving on. We all get our awesome little, you know, we get turned into different animal chase scene. And so we something with wings. Right. Well, no, let's go back to go, go down. That's a whale. Rewind, you know, that's amazing. But rewind for a second. When they're going down the stairs or whatever, and he turns him into the turtle, Poncho rides him down the, the banister like a fucking <laughs> Board. <laughs> this tiny turtle. Yeah. Yep. That's and not how you use turtles. Nope. Something with wings, and he basically turns into like the Iago version of a parrot. It is, and then, it is Iago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have get um, almost every Disney movie has guest stars from from past Disney films. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and then he turns into a fucking whale, which is great. Which is amazing, yeah. Yeah. Except that they drain the canal. Well, he gets turned back into a llama first, and then they drain the canal through the nose. Yeah, yeah, I'm a llama again. Wait. Yeah. I love that, too. Like, yay, I'm a llama. Oh, shit. (laughs) Like, wait, no. And also, why did she have two vials of llama and nothing else? Yeah. Again, a weird thing that goes with no explanation. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, Yzma then gets turned into a cat, and they do more fighting over... (laughs) Is that my voice? Is that my voice? (laughs) Oh, well. Right. I do like the shadow thing, though, very much reminds me of, like, Mulan and that moment with... uh... Yeah, Mushu. Yeah. Yeah. Where you get the shadow, the shadow first, and then you get this tiny little adorable animal. Yeah, because you think you're gonna get some big giant jaguar or something, and she's this tiny little gray ball of fuzz. Meow. Yeah. She's literally yeah. a house cat. <laughs> she's yeah. Like. Yeah. And then we continue to kick around this little vial, which miraculously does not break or anything during this entire fiasco. And. Right? Cusco and Poncha are able to work together to get the human potion finally. 
and Isma Isma wins. Like let's let's be fair here. Isma wins. Well, and we have the genuine moment yeah. that you've been talking about building up to, where he really does have to choose between getting the potion and saving Pacha. Yeah. And he chooses Pacha, which I really appreciate because this whole movie he's been being like, "I'll save you." Yeah, just kidding. Right. And he actually does it. And he, and he actually he, does, and he, he does well. lose the potion. Yep. And he and Yzma wins. Until Kronk opens the trap door and squishes her. But her as a cat, it makes me laugh so hard. I know, her as a cat. They so good. Any, like, any I just animal. want that as a pop figure, and they haven't made it. I know. They could have chosen any animal, and they made this cat. And she's... A big purple cat. Fuzzy, adorable, and evil. Oh, so evil. Oh, I like. I do appreciate that she doesn't have thumbs, though, so she can't open the vial. Yes. Yes. No. The continuity there was was brilliant because they could have very easily just had her open the vial, and with her little kitty teeth, she's not strong enough to pop the cork either. Yeah. So she like loses her temper immediately. She has no emotional regulation. Nope. <laughs> throws, throws the it. vial over the edge. Yep, and Cusco and Poncha end up getting it and turn him back into a human. To the game of Plinko. We love Plinko. Plinko's great. I love the clinking that the bottle makes, it too. Does. It does! The sound effect is pretty great. It is pretty good. It's it's pretty. Yeah. I also um, like how they just yada yada through how they're going to keep this story going. Like, at one point, we get the conversation between the guard and the trampoline delivery salesman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't order trampolines. Well, I already built the trampoline, and here's the trampoline, but we don't need the trampoline, but I already built the trampoline. Right. And then she comes <laughs> down and back up, like... Yeah! <laughs> it's so good. It's so random. It's awesome. It is. So then Cusco gets turned back into a human, and we skip to him actually apologizing to the guy he tossed out the window, and... The guy is like, it's okay, it's happened before, I'm sure it'll happen again. And he actually touches Cusco. And Cusco kind of is like, hey man, you know, like, you're pretty strong, but doesn't do the, like, back off hissy, no touchy thing. Like, he he's grown, and you can clearly see he's grown as a person. Yeah, well, and, and he started to see... To do it. Oh. It, yeah, all oh, the irony. But yeah, he's grown away from being a narcissistic psychopath into seeing people as people. Right. And he then he then goes into the main room where we started this whole fiasco and Poncha is looking at the model of his house and the hill he lives on and totally expects Cusco to be like, fuck you, I'm doing what I want. And Cusco's way of apologizing is to say that Poncha lied to him and that those hills don't sing, so he's going to find a different hill to put his summer home on. And Poncha then yeah. says, well, I think the hill next door is available. And they all live happily ever after. And they, yeah, he builds, instead of, school. he builds a birdhouse instead of his ridiculous summer home, he builds a nice little yeah. shack. And we solidify the toxic idea that if you are nice enough to psychopathic narcissists, they will somehow turn into regular people. This is not true. Don't do that, children. It's not how the world works. 
thought it was work for me. Happily ever after. You realize that's because you're the narcissistic asshole, right? Yeah, but look at how... I don't know. <laughs> I just get people to be nice to me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault. Like, I... Like, I am embracing the religion of Dick Dick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Which is all um, around me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Um, then we get, we know we're not quite done yet because they all live happily ever after. They go swimming and we get saw a song. Right. song guy again that's like, who's going? It's, it's all happy ending. And, and then the we switch version. To, yeah, and then we switch to Kronk, who is now apparently the leader of the junior chipmunks there. And he's teaching everybody how to say, this is my acorn, you stole my acorn, You're, you owe me a new acorn. Squeak, Squeakers, squeaking. And then they, like, make Yzma, who's clearly not happy about being a junior chipmunk. She rolls her eyes. Yeah. Oh, she's so bad. Oh, no, she hates it. <laughs> Squeaker, Whoa. squeak, squeaking. Which is better than killing like off the their villain. Yep. Oh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the actual end of the movie. And then they all <laughs> lived happily ever after yeah, with the exception oh, no, they of Yzma. Because then they had Kronk's new groove, and then they had the Emperor's new school, and they flushed it down the toilet like Disney does. But see, I haven't seen any of those, so... I have them all. No, well, it'll it'll make you sad. Don't don't it's do it. Like it'll make Avatar you sad. movie where, where there was no Avatar movie. Dude, that made you me just mad. Me. Why? Why did you bring that up? That <laughs> does not exist. That's <laughs> awful. What are you even <laughs> saying right now? Warren Bossing say. Oh. Uh. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and anybody who's an Yzma fan, please note that Jim Shore has made a fantastic figurine of her sitting on the throne. Everybody should look for that on Amazon. Yeah. And, oh, and I definitely will. It's I'll adorable. post it on the Facebook page. For anyone yeah. who's interested, I will find it and put it up. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. Oh my God. This was a fun one. Well, I was just going to say closing thoughts and closing arguments. I, I still think Disney franchise kept to its formula of like the evil, crazy, crotchety old woman who's after some young prince and to out to ruin his life. Even though Cusco, even in this one, it's like a strip. We don't even try to hide that the prince is a monster. Dude is a monster. And if you're just nice enough to him, maybe he'll change. And I think that's upsetting. Other than that, it's a great movie. Everyone should watch it. I love it so much. I do too. I really have no no horrible mean things to say about this movie. It's 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 amazing. It does make me sad that this is one of the last ones that was made as a two D animated film before they went into the three D stuff. Yeah, like it, the characters like, started looking like bubbles, right? Because oh, shortly, I think that this one came after Atlantis, so that means that it's Home on the Range is the final one is next. If I've Oh, I love Home on the Range. I did too, but it was not well received. I was gonna say I don't know if I, I know. know about. It got no support. And Roseanne Barr is a cow. Who doesn't want? Who does? That's believable. Why does Home on the Range sound familiar? 
it's a Disney animated film. Right, but that's I don't remember it though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I really like it. I mean, I do own it. It's got the um, it's it's about this guy who is trying to steal land from from it's an it's a oh okay yeah I do remember this movie way. Yeah, and the cows. Yep. Okay, I remember this movie. It's cute. It is. It's adorable. Once that was done, they went into the 3D animated. Right. They they made Princess and the Frog as a a go back to, but even still, they let the the whole section die. So your fun fact, another fun fact is when Mary (laughs) Poppins Return came out. Yeah, I should let you do my theme song. (laughs) When Mary Poppins Returns came out, they had to hire out of house for the animation because they no longer had 2D animation available. Hmm. Which why it excites me so much that Don Bluth is now making a um a a school for traditional animation that um they start in September will be their first classes. Nice. So That's very cool that they're that. not gonna let that medium kind of fade away. That's Die. super awesome. I well, couldn't believe Don Bluth is doing it. Or sorry, the Atlantis, the Lost Empire, whatever the Disney one came out in two thousand one. Was and this was, and Cusco was two thousand. Yeah. Okay. So and then did. Milo Returns is two thousand three. That doesn't exist. <laughs> that that doesn't exist. Movie. Do you reject that awful. in your that world? Was <laughs> oh, now I, I actually I we bought it. We stuck it in. We watched the first fifteen minutes of it. We realized it was more like. Atlantis, the series that never came about, so they took the three episodes and spliced them together. Yeah, and it is terrible. I've never seen the whole film. I shut it off in the middle, and during the divorce, I let her keep it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that tells you how much I think of that film. Uh, That's the greatest. All right. Thank you guys Thank you. for doing this with me. This is always so much fun, even though yeah. it's a whole ordeal. In its own right, somehow. It is next. No, next time, not next week. Uh, Oh, you're right. Okay, so are we? Do know what are we doing from the Little Mermaid? Are we evolving? What are we doing? Are we evolving? I mean, either way, I think we should do. It doesn't change your guess. No, doesn't change your your thing. But I I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation we should have. Oh, you mean to actually change from the from the actual Disney animated stuff and going into uh, other places? Yeah, and just open our platform to like our thoughts about our professional opinions about movies and shit. I don't know about you two, but I am not a professional. Oh, neither am I. That's why it's called professional opinions. Capital. That's super. Isn't that fun? You know what would be fun is if we all watched a different movie and then just came back on and talked about it. I, yeah. I know I know that you're super busy and you have have classes so but you, but you might you might know a movie well enough to at least talk, you know have a good discussion. I know well enough that I don't have to watch and have a discussion on is the Nightmare Before Christmas. See, see that would be perfect for you and give you a little bit of a break. Uh, I don't mind watching the movies. I just don't have the time to sit and like do... analyze it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Like it literally took me like four well, hours to watch this movie because it's an hour and a half. So well, and that's on- taking notes does like turn it into a whole ordeal. Right. I think we should still do the picking movies back and forth, and then we'll just come on and discuss it. Like maybe yeah. our 
my outline has been restricting us a little bit. Do and we just want come to in and, like talk. Are are we doing still just Disney or are we opening it up to anything? I, I don't know. We should Let's... open up. Okay. I mean, I'm super happy with that. I mean, there's so many movies that I like. Um, <laughs> so, right. in that case, my announcement of The Little Mermaid, I, can, I, I, I won't do that yet. Oh, you're going to save that for later? Okay. Well, I was going to do that next because in, in line of, of movies that Disney has torn apart. But are we changing the theme of it as well? Because we're opening up because obviously it's not movies that ruin our childhood. So... If we open it up to any movie and we're just discussing, I mean, that's a whole new aspect. Movies that influenced our childhood or our existence in general. Which is why I said maybe we should stop recording the episode and discuss it. Oh. (laughs) Okay, guys. So guess what? (laughs) We don't know what we're doing yet. (laughs) In a couple of weeks. (laughs) And we'll let you know. We'll announce it. Look at it. Look. For things, yeah, if you're looking for things, we'll let you know. At some point, I really think we should do an episode where you do nothing but ask me Disney trivia questions and let me answer them. I'm I'm down for something like that at some point. (laughs) Bonus episode, bonus episode with bonus content. Well, I have this great Disney trivia game that nobody plays with me. It'll be an entire episode of Fun Facts with Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and on that note, goodbye.